the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to today's edition of The Plum Line, brought to you by Reasons for Hope, training and equipping a new generation to stand boldly on the Word of God. You can find information about them at r4h.com. That's the letter R, then F-O-R-H.com. You can also find their new resource, Glad You Ask, answers to 12 tough questions about Christmas that you need answers for at that website, r4h.com. I'm your host, Jay Rudolph, and the broadcast today I wrap up, wrap up my visit with Dan Rollins, the content editor for Beautiful Christian Life, as we continue discussing Do the Ends Justify the Means and Lying from a Biblical Worldview. You can reach me to share your thoughts, comments, questions about the broadcast anytime at this email, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. That email again, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Open Door Financial was founded with the inspiration of using biblical wisdom to create financial plans and investment strategies that lead to financial peace and build the kingdom of God. We guide families and small business owners on how to save money, reduce taxes, get out of debt, build enough retirement income, and be more generous. We help you discover God's plan for your finances and fulfill your God-given dreams and purpose. Call Jason Bat at Open Door Financial at 619-794-7133. That's 619-794-7133 or visit opendoor-financial.com. Securities and advisory services offered through Centaurus Financial, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered broker-dealer and registered investment advisor. Open Door Financial and Centaurus Financial are not affiliated entities. Life can be tough, and sometimes we all need a helping hand. That's where Integrity Counseling Group comes in. At Integrity, we're not just counselors. We're your companions on the journey of healing. We believe in restoring connections with yourself, with your loved ones, and with your faith. With three welcoming locations in Mission Valley, Carlsbad, and San Marcos, plus convenient telehealth services across California, we're right by your side, San Diego. Visit us at integritycounselinggroup.com or call us anytime at 760-283-7000. 760-283-7000. When it comes to education for your student, Northwest Christian School believes that trusted truth transforms. With that in mind, they developed their fully online Christian school, NCS Online, for your kindergarten through ninth grade student. NCS Online curriculum has been developed in-house by experienced Christian educators and is infused with a biblical worldview. NCS Online provides a rigorous, affordable, customizable online education in an established Christian community and culture. Visit ncsonline.org to learn more or contact their admissions team at 602-978-5134. On today's edition of The Plum Line, it is part two with my guest, Dan Rollins, the content editor for Beautiful Christian Life, website beautifulchristianlife.com. Our discussion here about 
Do the ends justify the means from a biblical worldview? And Dan, we kind of left off in the last broadcast talking about the fact that there is some sort of general rule that we can develop. But before we get to looking at that general rule, you wanted to set the stage by looking into some catechisms, huh? Yeah, I think, you know, in the Reformed faith, our catechisms and our confessions, are a good summary reflecting the truth of Scripture, answering the question, what does Scripture teach about this matter? And I think, you know, we're in the context of the Ninth Commandment, thou shalt not bear false witness. In other words, you shouldn't lie, is what it says. The Heidelberg Catechism, question 112, teaches us from Scripture that we should avoid, quote, every kind of lying and deceit as the very works of the devil. And what the catechism is referring there to is, is John eight forty four, where Jesus responds and says, your father is the devil, and the devil is the father of lies. He's showing that, you know, when we start to lie and, and break the ninth commandment, as the Heidelberg Catechism teaches, that's really the work of the devil. God is truth and not a liar. There's no untruth in him. The Westminster Larger Catechism teaches similarly, we should be speaking the truth and only the truth. That's question 144, the Westminster Larger 145. Talking about sins forbidden in the Ninth Commandment, we should only speak the truth. We should not speak the truth unseasonably or maliciously to a wrong end. You know, there it's it's really teaching to our case with Rahab and the spies, do the ends justify the means. I think it might raise a question, is there a general rule in Scripture, a rule in the law of God that, that might permit sinful actions for good ends? Yeah, well, let's do that. You raise the question, you can answer your own question here. So let's take a look at the Word of God and what it has to say about that, if you would. Well, the short answer is no. There's not a general rule. And and I think Paul, in, in his letter to Romans, he asked this question. He, he's asking rhetorically in uh, Romans 3.8, why not do evil that good may come? I mean, there's the question before us. Is there a general rule? So he asks it rhetorically. Why not do evil that good may come from it? Do the ends, if you will, justify the means, even if those means are evil. And he says no. He's anticipating this objection to the grace of God in Christ and how some people might wrongly conclude that more sin brings about more grace, that more sin brings the good of God's grace to us. And and Paul is anticipating that objection, and he says no. He writes in Romans 6 that righteousness— should be the mark of the Christian life, pursuit of righteousness. He says, Romans six fifteen to 18, What then? Are we to sin because we are not under law, but under grace? By no means. And that's emphatic on his part. No way ever, he answers. He goes on to say, Do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one whom you obey? either of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to righteousness. But thanks be to God that you who were once slaves of sin have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed. 
and having been set free from sin, have become slaves of righteousness? The short answer that he's giving there is, no, we do not sin that more grace may come, because now we as followers, those who by faith in Christ Jesus are united to him, followers of Christ, are now, if you will, slaves to righteousness. It is our desire through the power of the Holy Spirit working through his words that we strive to keep his law, pleasing him, no longer being slaves to unrighteousness, or in the extreme, as I mentioned in the previous episode in John eight forty five, no longer slaves to the devil who is father of lies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and what goes through my mind always is if we truly have become a child of God and truly love him and desire to follow him, this thought really shouldn't even cross our mind. Why would we want to sin? And just thinking about what our Savior did, taking our sin the brutal crucifixion that he endured because of our sin, and then we want to go and sin some more? It's just senseless, isn't it? Yeah, and that answers the question. Is there a general rule about the ends justifying the means? And Scripture clearly teaches that there's not. We're to be obedient from the heart to God's Word, and we we should always be seeking to live holy lives, lives that glorify God, who is true and not trying to figure out, well, it's a good end, so maybe I'll tell that white lie, which raises the question, well, how do you determine what's a good end, which is a whole other topic. But the Scripture is clear on that. There's no general rule for sinning that good may come of it. God's ninth commandment teaches us that lying is sin. That's Exodus twenty sixteen, Deuteronomy 5.20. Scripture gives us the positive command to always tell the truth, Ephesians 4.25, 1 Corinthians 13.6. So I don't think there's an exception in Scripture. Our confessions are clear on that. Other great writers of the Christian faith are clear that there's not an exception to lying that good may come within Scripture. We never condone sin. But I think, it's, to your point, Jay, God can and does sovereignly and wisely use our sins for good purposes, even as he did with Rahab. Mm, Yeah, and I want to talk about that more in just a moment here. As you were talking there, it just crossed my mind that I have an in-depth broadcast that is fully focused on lying alone with Pastor Paul Touches from the Cleveland, Ohio area. And so folks can find that when they go to Spotify, for example. Just go to Spotify, put in the plumb line with Jay Rudolph and Maybe just put in line in your search there. That'll be easier than trying to spell the pastor's name. But uh, Pastor Paul Touch just did a great job on talking very similar things to what we're talking about today, but that was focused uh, completely on the aspect of lying. So check that out in past editions of The Plumb Line. But uh, now let's move back into what you brought up here about this reality that God does indeed use those foolish, dumb things that we do, which many times, sometimes they're just you know dumb things that we do. Other times they are outright sin, and like, like in Rahab's case. And for those who are, you know, maybe missed the first broadcast here, if you're unfamiliar with the story of Rahab, you can look that up, Rahab and the Spies in the book of Joshua. Uh, we won't go back through all of that again, but in essence, she hid the spies, she lied about it, 
and her faith was commended in the book of Hebrews and elsewhere, but her lying was never commended. So that's kind of the basis for our discussion here. But God took that sinful action and brought about good from it. And she's not the only one where that's happened, right? That's correct. I think a lesson we can take from Rahab in her faith is that God does often use our sinful actions for good ends, but he does it without approving of sin. And, and Rahab is a great example of that. Other examples, I think, are the Hebrew midwives in saving Moses, Exodus 1. They, again, they lied to Pharaoh about the Israelite babies, the male babies, and, and that ended up saving Moses, um, Exodus 1. Rebecca's deception to get Jacob's blessing for her son. But the general principle, even in those hold true, good ends do not justify lying. And I think the archetypal example in Scripture, though, is the crucifixion of Christ Jesus. The greatest good of all history is his crucifixion. And you might say, well, surely the sin that brought that about must have been justified for such a great end. But Peter, in his sermon at Pentecost in Acts 2, makes it very, very clear that the sin is never condoned, even though the end, in this case, the crucifixion of Christ Jesus, the greatest good of mankind, is showing the love of God for his people and giving his only son, never, never condone sin. Peter preaches, he says in Acts 2.23, this Jesus delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God. In other words, God planned for it to happen. I mean, it wasn't an accident, in other words. But this Jesus delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. In other words, it was God's plan but God used lawless man and their sinful actions to accomplish it. But notice that key point, hands of lawless men. God gave his only begotten son that those who believe in him may have eternal life, John three sixteen. It was God's ordained plan, but note particularly how it came about by the hands of lawless men. God permitted the sinful acts of those who unjustly and lawlessly and sinfully crucified Jesus Christ in order to accomplish God's good and gracious purpose. Yeah, amen. And God's good, as you stated there, is our salvation. It is our redemption, our forgiveness. And so those who commit lawless acts, those who sin, all are dependent upon that same act, that same sacrificial death on the cross of Jesus that grants us forgiveness of sins. And there might be somebody right now tuning in who just wanted to hear a little bit about this discussion regarding do the ends justify the means? And maybe they've lived by that philosophy in life. Maybe that's uh, you in the listening audience. And so, friend, I say directly to you that Jesus Christ paid for that sin, that means that you thought was going to bring about a good end for you. He paid for it with his death on the cross. And all you need to do is acknowledge that, repent of that sin, all sin in your life, 
and trust in Jesus Christ, repent and believe, and you will become a child of God. And if you have questions about this, if you maybe have never heard the good news of the gospel that is being proclaimed here on the plumb line, or you just need, uh, well, to talk about it a little bit more and understand it better, reach out to me. The email address, again, is theplumbliradio at gmail.com, because that is certainly... The number one goal of having the plumb line on the radio is for those who might be tuning in and don't know Jesus Christ to come to faith in him. After that, well, we want to present a biblical worldview on all the topics and issues that we talk about. But if you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you don't really care about the biblical perspective on issues. So we got to have the right starting point here. And if that's speaking to you, reach out to me. And I'd love to connect with you and go over that gospel message. The Plum Line Radio at gmail.com is the address. Plum again is P L U M B. The Plum Line Radio at gmail.com. Well, we've got a few minutes left here after the break, and there are a couple things that are just kind of itching at me that I want to bring up uh, here and talk to Dan about. And so stay with me. Dan Rowland's my guest, the content editor for Beautiful Christian Life. Website is beautifulchristianlife.com. Stick around. I am so pleased to have Reasons for Hope as the national sponsor of The Plumb Line. The mission of both of our ministries is to proclaim the gospel and to train people to look at every topic and issue from a biblical worldview. You can discover more about their many fabulous resources and their debunked video series or request one of the R4H speakers for your event or maybe attend an equipped youth retreat or rally all at r4h.com. To learn about the Plumb Line's partnership with Reasons for Hope, check out the blog postings at r4h.com, and you can find the Plumb Line station directory and podcast link at r4h.com slash theplumbline. Be sure to leave a note saying thanks to Reasons for Hope for supporting the Plumb Line. Support for the Plumb Line is provided by these fine business sponsors. EPS Wealth Management of Phoenix, who serves clients in several states. Call them for a no-cost, no-obligation conversation about your financial concerns. 623-537-3657. Abundant Life Landscape, your irrigation repair specialist. Call them at 619-277-2410. And by Charles McLucas, Jr., founder and CEO of Charitable Trust Administrators, Inc. Learn about the benefits of a charitable remainder trust at ctai-ca.com. Support for The Plumb Line is also provided by Simple Turn. Their online health resources teach your kids how health really works and how to avoid 90% of chronic disease. Get your family's free health course at mysimpleturn.com. You're tuned in to The Plumb Line. I'm your host, Jay Rudolph. On the broadcast today, we're talking about a column called Do the Ends Justify the Means by my guest, Dan Rollins, who is uh, with Beautiful Christian Life, the content editor with Beautiful Christian Life. Again, the website, beautifulchristianlife.com. And Dan, I wanted to bring up something that was on my mind as you were sharing there, and I held off on it here until we could get enough time here in this final segment to look into this. But I was thinking, for those who live by the this philosophy of the end justifies the means, and I have no doubt that there are many in our society today who live by that sort of philosophy, they might find themselves 
greatly displeased or disappointed when they go ahead and do the means of a lie, for example, and they find that the end doesn't come like they like they anticipated. That's the worst of all scenarios here when you, you do something sinful and lying and then you don't even get to the end that you were hoping for. And that happened to Abraham at least a couple times in the scriptures, didn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, he lied about his wife, Sarah, being his sister, which which there was some truth in that. But he was lying for a good end, or he thought he had a good end in mind, and it surely wasn't. I mean, it could have really led to terrible ends. And I think that's the challenge if we try to say the ends justify the means is, well, are you sure that that's actually going to result in a good end? How do you know? Because, uh, again, God is sovereign, and he will have his will. Jesus, even when I believe it was Peter who didn't want him to go to the cross, and I think Jesus' response was, get behind me, Satan. Right. That God has an end in mind. He has a goal in mind. And when we try to manipulate that through our own lying, or deception for what we think is a good end, well, we're really, I think, asking for trouble in that regard. I I might say, Jay, that in a previous career, I had a boss who used to say, do what I tell you to do. And I, I think in a way, when we look at the Lord and His commands, His good and gracious law that reflects His character, We need to remember, do what he tells us to do. We can't necessarily manipulate God into doing what we think is a good end. What I think we fall back on is actually quite simple. Tell the truth. God knows what he's doing. Trust him. Have faith in him. And avoid, you know, if you will, telling the white lie or the large lie because you think it's going to lead to a good end. Mm. As you mentioned in Abraham's case, it didn't. Yeah. You brought up the example of a former boss where I thought you were going with that. You, you didn't go that way, which is fine, but uh, I want to ask this anyway, is a lot of us have the situation where a boss says, you know, do what I tell you to do, and they're, the boss is asking you to fudge the numbers or to lie. And that's a good real-life example of what we're talking about today, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because even when it comes to government and the magistrate and government authorities, we are never to violate God's law, even though we're called to submit to government authorities, but never when it leads to a violation of God's law. That is primary, and that is where our focus needs to be. And the the law, especially as summarized in the Ten Commandments, is a big help to us. Yeah. Well, we have just a few minutes left here yet, and so I'll kind of leave this up to you as far as what you want to leave the listener with here as being the most important aspects of our discussion over the past couple of days. Sure, Jay. Thank you. I think we begin with the ninth commandment, that it's never suspended by God for good ends because it reflects his character. And as, as John seventeen seventeen tells in Christ's high priestly prayer, God is truth. Or as Titus 1-2 writes, God never lies. And we're to reflect his character as, as made in his image by God. Rahab and the spies that we used as an example in detail on the, on the first episode, she is commended for her faith, but Scripture never commends her lying. 
And I think as, as a comfort, even though God never approves of sin, we, we should always remember in his sovereignty, he is able to take our sinful actions and often does, and he uses them for his good and his gracious purposes, just like he did in saving the spies by means of, of the prostitute Rahab. There's no doubt that the Word of God condemns sin, um, that transgresses the law of God. But it really is amazing to me, Jay, that God's grace, He's able to use even our evil actions, our sinful actions, for perfectly good and wonderful outcomes, just like He did with the crucifixion of Christ, that forgives our sins, that shows His mercy to us, and that brings us to himself by faith alone in Christ alone. Yeah, yeah. And one thing I certainly want to encourage the listener to is that these situations or circumstances, it's it's easy to take the easy way out here, and the vast majority of us probably do that. I know I've taken the easy way out way too many times, and yet when we do the right thing, when we don't lie, when we choose not to sin, that is when the real commendation and just the real growth in our faith comes. That is the goal or the, the end that God is desiring, is that we would not sin, that we would be sanctified. The Scriptures talk a number of times about becoming more like Christ, being sanctified. And so when you look at that true end goal that God has for you to become more and more like his Son, then it uh, makes it a little bit uh, more easy, a little more feasible, I guess, to avoid sin when you have that temptation to do a, a means that would supposedly justify the, the ends. So thank you so much. Yeah, go ahead, Dan. Oh, I was just going to say the last thing. And Jay, all of that takes real faith. It takes Amen. faith in our Savior that he really does know what he's doing. And uh, and, and, and that's the challenge, I think, is, is strengthening our faith even through those dilemmas that we may be faced with. Yeah, yeah, and we all have those dilemmas that come up, and that's when we really need to cling to and turn to Jesus Christ. So thank you so much uh, again for being with me, Dan. You're welcome. Thank you, Jay. Dan Rollins, again, he's the content editor for Beautiful Christian Life. The website is beautifulchristianlife.com. Hope you have appreciated and gained some insights and perspective from this broadcast, and I'd love to hear your thoughts about it. Share your thoughts, comments, questions. Maybe you want to share some support with this listener-supported radio ministry. You can find out how when you reach out to me at this email address, theplumlineradio at gmail.com, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Love to hear from you, and we'll see you next time on The Plum Line. The Plumb Line has been sponsored by Reasons for Hope. Check them out at r4h.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.